Welcome to Mental Health Uncovered, a show dedicated to having candid, everyday conversations about mental health. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Everyone, my name is Seth Showalter. Believe it or not, I am back and I am thrilled to be here. Mental Health Uncovered is back on the air. But before I start getting episodes back on the air and as I start developing interviews and getting those scheduled, um, I want to take a second and I want to provide a little bit of an explanation as my show has actually been on sabbatical for quite some time. And so let's do a little bit of what I would like to call housekeeping. This show has been through some seasons over the years. First started off with a PhD as my sidekick. Her name was Michelle Collins. Uh, She was absolutely incredible. We did several different episodes um, all the way, I think, for two years. I think we put out 67 episodes. And then she ended up stepping down from the show uh, due to some personal life issues and things like that. And then I wanted to keep the show going, but I didn't know or have the confidence to do this on my own. So I started reaching out to some other mental health professionals and brought in some additional people. But it just, the chemistry wasn't there. It just wasn't what I wanted the show to be. So eventually, I shut it down. So as a result, this show has been through several different seasons. As the primary leader of Mental Health Uncovered, I take responsibility for the show not always being on the air. Honestly, the show was the best when I had Michelle Collins by my side. Ever since we parted ways in the podcasting world, I've struggled to get my feet back under me. It hasn't been easy, and it's come with failures. Having said that, behind every failure is a learned lesson, and I will be taking these lessons and applying them as I move forward. If you're a longtime listener, you will notice that some episodes have been removed from the podcast feed. This was intentional to give the show a clean start. All of the material, though, that has been done with Michelle Collins will remain up on the feed. And as we start putting out new episodes, they will be starting over from zero one as to show the difference as this will be a new era in the show. Taking all of that into consideration, I may bring a co-host on to the show to assist me in interviews from time to time. However, I will be going most of the time on my own. That is going to be my plan. I think that I can do this without much help. So my plan will be to facilitate these these interviews solo. The goal will be to provide educational mental health content, as well as hearing from real people who are struggling and going through issues that they deal with every single day. That is my goal. I want you to be able to hear from people who are going through their own battles because I believe that it's in lived experience through other people that we can actually learn things that are going to help us in our own story and in our own struggles. I find the validation 
in knowing that other people have similar issues as me to be extremely encouraging. So that will be the goal. And it will be giving people an opportunity to share their story. But before I start and launching into interviews with individuals, as I've already got a few of those lined up, I should probably give you an update as to why Mental Health Uncovered has been on hold. A lot has changed in my own personal life. I quit working for a healthcare insurance company. I took a year stint working for a healthcare software company and have now returned to community mental health. A lot has changed. I made a lot of changes in my path trying to make it, trying to be successful, thinking that more money meant more success. And I've slowly learned that that isn't always the truth. Success is what we define it as. It doesn't always mean more money. More money can provide a lot of things to us, but it can also come with a lot of pain. It can come with a lot of trial, and it can come with a lot of struggle. And a lot of times, it isn't always worth it. Sometimes it is, but not always. That has been my journey. And after I've been through these jobs, I've discovered personally that helping other people is what really brings me hope. It's what really makes me happy. And it's what really helps me in my own struggles with myself. In addition to this, I have experienced two grand mal seizures, sorted through a myriad of different medications, and lost a friend to suicide, became overly enmeshed in an unhealthy relationship, experienced PTSD flashbacks, bounced back through mental health treatment, and am now resurfaced. So in a nutshell, a lot has happened. And I hope that this provides some clarity as to why the show was on hold and why I found it important to take care of myself during this time rather than putting out content. Having resurfaced, I am thrilled to be back. And with that, I would like to talk about what these episodes are going to entail moving forward. My goal is not only to show you and let you experience other people's stories, but it's through those stories to provide content that's going to matter, that's going to help people. We all go through shit from time to time. And I believe that having people that, one, we can hear from that are going through that shit, that's similar to us, can be helpful. But two, having a safe place to go. And so part of what my show is going to do is it's going to provide you resources. Not just a number, but people that you can actually reach out to. My Through my website, mentalhealthuncovered.com, you can access my Facebook group specifically for mental health, where you're going to be able to connect with other people who are struggling to be able to share your story. I think that that's really, really important. And also, in addition to that, you're going to have the opportunity to connect with me. I am going to have set up a um, Google phone through my website 
where you'll be able to contact the leaders of this podcast to be able to throw in any struggles that you're having where we could potentially provide feedback that would be supportive, as well as providing content or ideas to us that would be supportive for us to talk about. That's primarily the big things that I wanted to get out of the way in this first intro as I intro things before I start doing interviews. Um, But I do see right now that someone is in my comments saying that they're currently going through things. Um, I don't know what you're going through, but I want you to know that you're not alone. And I want you to feel safe in this place. I want my profile to be a place where you can come and receive encouragement. Because there's nothing worse than feeling isolated and alone when we are struggling. I want you to know that. Because having that support is huge. Something that I would really encourage is looking into your support system. Who are people that you can reach out to for support? Who are people that you can bring in to hang out with? Not necessarily to talk about everything that's going on, but simply having someone around can be extremely helpful when we're struggling. In addition to that, I would also encourage coping strategies. Things that you can do to get your mind off of whatever it is that is really, really difficult. And again, I'm going off of the cuff here because I don't know the circumstances of your situation. Um, If you want to provide more detail, please feel free to share that. But I'm not going to require that of you. So um, that's 100% up to you. But I want you to feel comfortable to do that. Having coping strategies as a good distraction can be beneficial. I've found for myself that when my anxiety is off the chain, that there's a few strategies that I personally use in my life. And those can include things like breathing exercises, which I know sounds like, really, Seth? Why are you breathing exercises? Seriously? Yeah, I actually mean it. It, What breathing exercises can do is can actually regulate your nervous system to bring that back into control so that you can actually regulate what's going on inside. And so breathing exercises, I like to use the box method, which is a three-breath, three-second breath in, three-second breath hold, and a three-second breath release. And you do that for several minutes. Typically, I encourage two to three to regulate your nervous system. In addition to that, If you're struggling with PTSD, things like your five senses can really help. So things like grounding exercises can help bring you into that current reality to shock you out of whatever memory that you found yourself in. That was one of the biggest struggles for me just recently when I lost my friend to suicide. It was actually extremely traumatic for me, and I started having serious flashbacks to where I would literally be having a normal work day, and all of a sudden I was having images of what I saw and what I went through. And actually what I found was simply going to the bathroom and splashing my face with water would help shock me out of that memory, out of that situation, so that I could be present. So learning that you can use those five senses to help bring yourself into regulation can be extremely beneficial. And again, I'm just going off of the cuff here based upon some of the strategies that I've seen work for me, based upon some of my own personal experiences in education. The main thing that I want to communicate 
is that you're not alone and that in this place you are safe and that it is okay to not be okay. I think so often we constantly try to put on this fake fine where we pretend like everything's okay when in fact it's not. And I think we need to start being honest about how we're really doing if we really want to get help. Another thing that I really struggled with over the last few months, specifically the last six months, is that even as a mental health professional, I was resistant to seeking out help. Part of the reasons for this was because I thought that I needed to keep everything together. I didn't want anyone to see that I had a crack in my foundation because I wanted to be taken seriously. As a mental health professional, I wanted to come across as someone who had it all together, when in fact, I most certainly did not at that time. So I needed to be open. I needed to be honest. But I couldn't do that until eventually those flashbacks got so severe that I was unable to manage. And it was through that experience that I was then able to seek help, which is pretty sad that I had to reach rock bottom. So I would encourage people to take action before you get to those steps. Take action before you hit rock bottom, because that is going to help you in the long run. And I know I don't want to just throw out numbers because I don't think that's the most supportive But there is a new program called 988 where you can call 988 on your cell phone and it will actually route you to your nearest crisis line. That is a nationwide program here in the United States. So if you're located in the U.S., just like calling 911 will take you to dispatchers, emergency dispatchers, 988 will take you to your local emergency crisis line. Um, which can be very, very supportive. I actually worked for a crisis line for four years. They do great work. And simply expressing what you're going through doesn't mean that they're going to send the police. What that means is they want to help you in developing a safety plan to keep everyone safe, to keep everyone okay. And let's actually spend some time and let's talk about what a safety plan actually entails. Because I think safety plans are crucial. Not just for things like suicidal ideation, but even things like domestic violence or things that get us out of control in regards to anger or frustration or getting over triggered or things like that. What I've often found is beneficial is the zero suicide model based upon the trauma informed care model. And what it really looks at is what is currently impacting you that gets you escalated? What is it? that triggers you into that episode? What is it that makes you feel at risk? Or what do you notice? So when you're feeling upset, or when you're feeling suicidal, or when you're feeling really down, what is going on internally? What are you personally experiencing within yourself? And what are you doing? So what are your thoughts, your behaviors, your mindset? Are you pacing? Are you calling people? Are you isolating? Are you spending time outside? Are you like, what are you doing in that situation? Because if you can identify what's going on when you're in that place, then when you experience those things, you then can then know, hey, 
oh, oh no, I'm pacing right now. This is a sign that I'm actually not in a good place. So if you can then identify that, what are the things that help you when you get escalated or you're feeling down or suicidal? What are those actual practical steps that can help you? What are those distractions that you can use? Is it journaling? Is it coloring? Is it calling people? Is it positive affirmations? What can you do in that moment right now? And I would encourage you to write these things down. And then thirdly, and perhaps most important, is I would encourage stepping in and actually developing a list of people that you can call that are going to be supportive for you. And Put that name down, who that person is with their contact information. I think that's absolutely critical. And once you develop that piece of paper with these three components, I would encourage you to take that and post that somewhere, like your mirror in your bathroom, so that every day you look at that, you know right where it is. So when you're upset or when you get triggered, you know right where to go where you can be reminded of skills and tools that you can use when you're in that place. Lastly, something I would encourage as a mental health professional is something we like to call the disabling of means. And what that means is that we take steps to disable means that that an individual would take in order to end their life. Essentially, just taking minor steps at reducing access doesn't mean that you don't have access to it completely, just means that we're putting in obstacles so that it's more difficult for you to access those means when you are having those thoughts. So for example, if you are having thoughts of overdosing on medication, something you could do is have that medication be held by a friend or a family member for a certain period of time, Or talk to your pharmacy and have them only dispense 15 pills rather than 30 at a given time. Or you can even have it set up to where you keep your pills in a lockbox. There are all kinds of different methods and ways to do this, but the key is reducing the access so that it is not of greater temptation to you when you're in that place. I hope that's helpful based upon the zero suicide safety plan model. Again, I'm kind of going off the cuff here. Um, This was the beginning of the first episode as I relaunched Mental Health Uncovered. Um, But then I shifted it uh, to the the TikTok Live to try to make this more helpful and beneficial for you. Well, I want to thank you for, for hanging out with me so far today. I hope that this was beneficial. I hope that this was helpful. And please tune in as I start to put out episodes here in the next few weeks. You can access any of my previous material or my future material. Essentially, my podcast is out on all of the different platforms. So I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I'm I'm essentially everywhere. My podcast is called Mental Health Uncovered. You can access those links at my website. It's called mentalhealthuncovered.com. Um, so check out that information. If you have Facebook and you want to join my, my Facebook group, please feel free to do so. I will note that it is kind of 
not active. I've never been good at running a Facebook group, so I'm trying to get that active and will here in the next few weeks be working on getting um, that back lively so that people feel comfortable and willing to share. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in and hanging out with me today. I hope that you all have a great day and be blessed. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember that Mental Health Uncovered does not provide any type of therapeutic, clinical, psychiatric, or medical advice and is intended for entertainment purposes only. If you need such care, I encourage you to find such a professional in your community. You can locate and access your local crisis line by calling 988. Thanks again for listening. X-Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X-Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. Don't miss our weekend special. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.